You're listening to 50% Facts, the show where we're building a health and fitness resource by trying to answer a single question every week, just based on what we already know. Or maybe what we think we know. Then we bring in the world's leading expert to tell us what we got right and what we got wrong. I'm Jim McDonald. And I'm Mike Farr. Welcome to our show. I guess we're diving right in. Well, yeah. uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it scrolled on you, Narballs. You're going to get the first question, but I got opening conversations. Breaking news. Breaking news. Twenty uh, Chat, chat. We may talk to you. We're going to talk to you, right? And then we can yeah. edit it out later. Chat, I'll talk to you. Don't worry. This is for you, nerds. Chat, I want your feedback on this. Narballs, I'm going to get to your question. Breaking news. 24-hour fitness mm-hmm. may be the largest that Chain. I know of. Maybe Planet Fitness is bigger by money. or I don't know who's bigger. But 24-hour fitness, really, really big. Commercial gym. Uh, company here in America and sounds like overseas. I think a bunch of them are owned by Magic Johnson, at least multiple. Uh, some of ones in, L- in yeah. Southern California, I think. Maybe going bankrupt. We briefly talked with Brandon Campbell. Yep. The home gym, basement Brandon, the home gym expert. And we talked about environment. We talked about equipment, obviously, a bunch. We talked um, also if people will go back to gyms when this mess is over, if everyone's sold out Rogue Fitness, Sorenex Fitness, and every other fitness under the sun, and everyone's got a home gym, is there a reason to go to a normal gym? And, and why? Why would you go to a normal gym if you do have the squat rack? Connor on the way over brought up his little thing. He's like, well, you might just get tired of being creative, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. you just want to do mm-hmm. a leg curl machine, and you don't want to put a band around your ankle that's pitching your, you know, your cankle and your leg hair. Yep. Sometimes that, that gets annoying. But cost effectiveness, you know, tw- uh, there's other commercial gyms here that cost $150, $200 a month. You put that together over four years, you got yourself a squat rack. Some people say it might be boring to train alone. You, you may be right. You may be right. So I actually have a comment from uh, Brandon Franklin, different Brandon, uh, saying this, uh, I think you're going to see a lot of a lot of pieces being sold out of these people who are, you know, stocking up their home gyms. Depends on how on the athlete person. A lot of athletes will ditch their gyms altogether, or at least for the most part, because they they went all out and just kitted out their yeah. their house or whatever. Um, and that's going to may cause some local gyms to go under. And I I think that that's a real possibility. I think my feeling is that some of the people are going to start working. People who've been working out at home during this stuff, some of them are going to be so glad to get back to a to a community style environment that they're they will ignore what's in their in their garage and they'll sell it off within a year. And uh, other people are going to stick with it for a while and realize that they've missed the community part yeah. in six months to a year. They're yeah. going to go back to a regular gym, and some people are never going to go back. That's yeah. just my yeah. gut. I think there's multiple layers, right? Um, in chat, you all are talking about it too, and I think you're bringing up these layers. One, I don't know who's building the home gyms. In my head, the people that are really building their home gyms hard, and maybe it's because I'm stuck in this community, but it's the competitive power lifter that has meets coming up in the fall. Yeah, Those are the people really pimping out their gyms. I don't know if the regular commercial gym goer right now is buying a gym. I don't think they are. Maybe they bought some dumbbells. Maybe they, they bought KaizenTraining.com's uh, home workout. Mm-hmm. Maybe they, they're following a yoga routine on YouTube. Like a bands. Maybe they bought bands that they're not using yeah. just to feel good about it. I don't know if the regular gym... So we have multiple. Let's let's list our people out. 
We have people that have commercial gym memberships that do not use them. Yes. We have commercial gym memberships that use them. Mm -hmm. We have serious lifters that have commercial gym memberships and use it religiously. Right? So those three category of people. Then I think we have kind of a CrossFit group class community people where they do, what's the other one? F45 or something or Orange Theory. Orange Theory. CrossFit, that kind of person. That's a membership or they only Mm -hmm. take classes. Mm -hmm. And then I think you have a hardcore lifter that goes to hardcore gyms that maybe doesn't compete. And then you have the elite of the elite, which again in everything is the 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 smallest percentage, right? The LeBron James, the Russ Swole, the Bryce Lewis, the the people that are really competitive mm-hmm. take this as a full-time career, right? And then they are obviously having invest in their career, so they're buying a home gym. So we have multiple people here, and I I don't I don't think in that career, I honestly think it's the the people that Go to a, that do not go, excuse me, to a commercial gym, but buy the membership that are going to affect business the greatest, right? Because it's the greatest amount of people. It's the largest population of the people that buy a, a commercial gym membership and do not use it. Mm-hmm. That's the vast majority, and that's why we have uh, obesity <laughs> issue here in America, right? The elite, elite are the smallest group, right. and then we have that middle group. Mm-hmm. And I think your statement hits it on the head of that middle group. I think some of maybe the ex football player bought a squat rack and he's squatting at home, mm-hmm. and maybe enjoy it. Um, I think, I don't know. I think the biggest question to me is that majority, the next majority to me, which is the gym goer that goes three to four times a week. Maybe they kind of squat, mm-hmm. but mostly they're on machines or cardio. They're the, the typical commercial gym goer. Where do, where are they going to go? Especially if 24 hour fitness goes bankrupt. Are, are they going to just get fat? I, well, are they going to find an alternate route? <clears throat> well, uh, <laughs> I'm going to. Get to the base of that question. Them going bankrupt doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to they're going to close away. everything. Yeah, right, 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 yeah. Right, they're right. not true. It's not a liquidation. One hundred percent. Mostly, but those maybe are, some. Yeah, maybe. some of the. I would imagine that that lower performing sites might close, right. but some of it, I think, too, is that they suspended membership payments. And I don't know if they did. That, they did. did. They? Oh, yeah, that's very did. kind. Yeah, shout out. Look, I bash a lot of people and things. That's very kind of them because I didn't think they would. Me and Connor were talking about that on the way here. Um, and I said, well, why would they go bankrupt? Like, it's not my first thought on, in this epidemic or stress. It isn't like, oh, I better cancel this gym membership, especially if I don't use it. Yeah. I don't think that way, right? You're thinking about food. You're thinking about work. You're thinking about how I'm going to make money. What are my kids doing? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Um, maybe if you're super frugal. You know, you're the guy calling right up like, I can't go for four weeks. I'd like to suspend it, maybe. But that makes sense now to me that they did that. Uh, Shout out to the gym owners that did that. Even though I respect uh, ones that didn't either because it's their livelihood. I see both. Yeah, I see both sides of that too. I have had a 24-hour membership since, I want to say, 95 or 96. Oof. Something like that. A really long time. And But part of the reason that I kept it even when I was, you know, involved with a powerlifting gym for a dozen years or more, uh, is that it was 20 bucks a month and I don't right. care about 20 right. bucks a month. I mean, I got it cheap and it sure. stayed cheap and, and, you know, um, my son and daughter in law in town were like, we have we paid for them to have single club membership so that they would go, right. you know, right. they don't necessarily, they're, they're, financial situation because they were born well they are your age and yeah, yeah. you know what it's like I oh mean, i do out there it's, yeah. it's you guys graduated from high school into the 
into a bad right. uh, uh, economic situation, and everyone, they come out of college. It's and then there's yeah. another, this one. And they told us you go to college, you get a job, and everyone went to college, and now they got student loans and no job. <laughs> yeah. So if yeah, you're on exactly. Twitch, uh, go ahead and subscribe. You know, you know, money's short over here. I was born in the Great Depression, no, 2007. <laughs> here you go. Here's another comment that um, I'm going to throw out here too from uh, Adam Pullman, big strong jacked on uh, uh, Instagram. You know that's Alan Thrall's stepbrother. What? No, it's not. But he, he calls lo- himself Adam Paul. <laughs> His alternate ego. Oh, I, Alan okay. Thrall and Adam Paul. Isn't oh, it Adam Paul? Pullman. Adam Paul and Alan Thrall. <laughs> So it'll impact the community across the board, that's for sure. How long remains to be seen for those who didn't realize they could make the same or better progress or enjoy the solitude or 24-7 convenience will remain. However, for every one of them, there will be someone who, without the community or a team slash partner, will struggle. From yeah. the ashes of the fallout, there will be an influx yeah. of secondhand equipment True. available, and there are likely to be plenty of new gyms springing up as a result. True. Fill that void. And probably, I mean, a lot of people have bought, for all the for the number of people who bought, you know, rogue stuff when they could get it, there are people who are buying stuff off Craigslist and paying too much money and whatever, but yeah. it's not it's not super good quality equipment, and then they're going to be faced with replacing it. Yeah. Yeah, I, at some I, point. I, and, yeah, I don't know. I you know we talked a little bit with Brandon. I talked to her on Twitch, and people are saying like, yeah, the convenience of working out at home, and and I think if you're that, and it doesn't even come down to motivation and stuff always either. I don't feel like it's always so about like, well, I'm the hardest worker and I'm motivated and I can train alone and I can train anywhere, because I do feel like I'm that human often. But there is something about a vibe, and this is another whole other point that i think even some of the all the categories are brought up the elite of the elite all the way to the commercial gym person and i think i've been lucky enough to have it on certain days or occasions um or gyms but uh a true environment with like-minded individuals where you're not going there to be the extrovert or to get your social time you're literally just going there as like a team environment and you can really get stronger and get better uh, it really is, for lack of a better term, motivating. Um, there's a couple of workouts I had with Barquan and Omar uh, and Nadim and Evan and some of my homies in L.A. where, you know, I'd stay there for two weeks and we'd wake up every morning together, get there at seven in the morning. I'm not a morning person. <laughs> Omar's not. Like Bart is. Some yeah. of the guys are. But you get in there, the music's going, you're all kind of tying your shoes up, and it's like a slow ramp up into what we're getting into. And then you have an amazing workout. Uh, you're high-fiving. You're not even communicating. You're just putting on plates, flashing numbers. You mm-hmm. and I have had some of those training sessions together mm-hmm. in the past. I think there's something like that, that if that does become the norm, um, which it's not clearly it's very very rare to find that but i think it is possible in a lot of places i've had it at other gyms too i've had sessions like that in new york hanging out with my buddy kenny and some people but um i think that is the real reason to go to a gym mm-hmm. uh the equipment's a clear one right it's expensive uh variety um number two is just general environment just having even be able to people watch yeah uh, having loud music which you can't always do at home depending on where you live um people watching etc etc three would be then the next layer of like like like-minded individuals people there trying to get the same result you are if Mm -hmm. you're a bodybuilder they're all really pushing their bodies to limit if you're a power lifter you're pushing yourselves to limit if you're a cardio bunny you're a yogi you're all trying to there for the same reasons um and then i think number four or five is that deeper layer of like this clicks you know and that's when all those things are like turned up to 100 Mm -hmm. obviously i like i said spent 
more than a dozen years in in powerlifting gyms, not just one, but a couple a couple of them. And this like Saturday morning dynamic squats used to be kind of my favorite, even though I hated getting out of bed for yeah. them. Uh, because of that rhythm you were talking about, if yeah. you, you you're squatting with two or three other people, or or maybe more, and it's just that nonverbal communication and just watching watching people's sets develop, you know, because like they a lot of people start off shitty. Sure. I, I'm one of those people that starts off shitty, and then by the last you know three sets, you look like you could probably keep going for another you know six or eight sets. Yeah. Um, that that feeling that's that's one of the things I miss about about not being in an environment like that. A thing that was always missing outside of the sense of community among people was the sense of a place in the larger community. And uh the places that do accomplish that, the gyms that do accomplish yeah. that, I think um they they get the kind of strong connection that is going to sustain them and uh, people working out at home are just not going to get that. Yeah. A, you know, you just can't get yeah. between those two things, that the sense of, of community of lifters and then the sense of lifters in the community. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. And I think it, it goes, yeah, so many different ways because majority of people probably listening to this at some point has probably been the one power lifter at a commercial gym. Yeah. You're the only one squatting in the corner. You're the only one deadlifting, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but even those that have never, and you kind of grow and grow, you grew up quote unquote in a strength gym or powerlifting mm -hmm. gym. I think, you know, not to talk shit, but a lot of these strength gyms are doing it wrong too. Like you see other people squatting together or whatever, or bodybuilders around you. But like, even that the community isn't always there. Like, it turns into a commercial gym vibe, but you're powerlifting. That's the only difference. Like the movements you're doing are different than that's going on in the commercial gym, but the, everything's the same. People aren't talking to each other mm -hmm. or they're not. And, and there are you, there are some gyms out there that have a good community for sure, for sure. And I do think, you know, everyone wants to talk shit on CrossFit, but there's so many good aspects of CrossFit. That's something they have done. Um I, I've never I've done CrossFit once or twice, like an actual class, at, and dropped into to gyms. But um, I've worked with the community from the elite to the the regular gym goers a lot over the last ten years, and and they become friends. They they go out they they train on Fridays at five o'clock. They get a workout, and that's who they're going to grab a beer with afterwards. Mm -hmm. That they're actual friends. They're cheering on each other. They're texting each other like, "Yo, where are you? We got to train in fifteen minutes, etc." They're talking about their favorite fitness brands or their favorite crossfitter like it becomes an actual community and that's something i sadly i think powerlifters and, and weightlifters and bodybuilders they're like too self-absorbed because they're you normally automatically go into competition and they're like too niche or like clicky they're like yeah. like the the powerlifters are anti even within fucking powerlifting they're anti IPF or they're anti US deadlift bar and they're anti <clears throat> drugs or they're for drugs and then yeah. and then they're anti bodybuilder and then bodybuilders are anti powerlifter because they're fat and they're hairy and right these things just go in like circles and mm -hmm. circles and circles rather than just like yo we all use a barbell we all kind of use some dumbbells like we can all try to get towards our goals a little bit and that's what I think CrossFit does really well where. I don't necessarily believe what their training modalities all the time, but they, we're all kind of here to look a little better, feel a little better, move a little better. Like, okay, cool. We can get down with that, and we all kind of just go at it. Yeah. Should we hop into a real question? Sure. We're getting nerdy uh, automatically. So what's your opinion on daily undulating periodization and 
intercession auto regulation for strength um i don't know what you mean by like my opinion but um daily undulating periodization is just a general scheme um for those that don't know um regular periodization would be something as simple as a four-week block where the first week you're doing all eights on a movement next week you're doing all fives next week you're doing all threes next week you're doing all ones and then maybe you rinse and repeat or you do a different exercise or whatever it might be Daily undulating periodization, um, although it's not concurrent uh, periodization, basically you're training multiple rep ranges of the same lift in a week. So if you have three squat days in a week, one one day might be you know like medium sets of three, one day might be heavy singles, and one day might be um, sets of eight, uh, and those would be week to week, and those rep ranges would change block to block or goal to goal. And the intensities would fluctuate as well. But it's basically changing, uh, training multiple rep ranges um, in the same movement. Um, autoregulation, basically, all that means is that within uh, a day, a training session, there is give way or um, there is instruction in ways that you can regulate the load uh, or the movement you're doing. So um, and basically because we're human, uh, because there's external stress factors in our life, because everything isn't a computer. So you don't just plug in a and always get B. Sometimes you're not always your strongest. Sometimes you have good days. Sometimes you have bad days, depending on your sleep, food, et cetera. And so auto, auto regulation is a way for you to adapt on the fly to adjust your training. Um, RPE is the most common one, rate of perceived exertion. You use a rating system to rate your sets. Um, instead of using 300 pounds every day or every Tuesday for your bench, um, some days you might feel stronger. And so why not use 315? And some days you might feel a little weaker or not as strong or less prepared. So you might use 290 pounds. I'm um, an audio regulation uh, is a way to do that. So my opinion on both of those is they're great. They're great tools. Most of my programming in general is some form of uh, uh, dupe, if you want to call it that. And auto-regulation, I don't necessarily use RPE a ton. I think it's obviously super valid. I like to use it as um, kind of like a journal. You, you rate it afterwards. But what I do is I typically will give a uh, um, – range of sets or a range of reps for you to auto-regulate. So if you do, you know, four, four to six sets of seven to nine, you auto-regulate within there. If it's a good day, you're doing five sets of nine. If it's a bad day, you're doing three sets of seven, if that makes some sense. And all of this stuff is stuff you have to try for yourself, I think, you know, um, and see what works for you. And, it, and different things work at different things work differently at different times. I think for everybody, you know, depending on your level of motivation and, or how banged up you are at the time or just how much sleep you're getting or all those things. Yeah. They factor in. Yeah. 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 And, and, and the best way to be honest is everyone, the other com most common question I probably get top five common over the years is how do you learn how to program or how do you learn these things? Um, there are books and resources and podcasts and stuff. But the best way is just to get a coach, get a coach, ask questions and analyze how they coach you. Um, and there are some coaches that, you know, more typically use percentages and more, some coaches that more typically use RPE, but majority of good coaches right now, I think use both. Um, again, because all these things are just tools. It's not like, it's not like, um, cars or something. It's not like, all right, every door has a screwdriver and every engine has a socket. Like mm -hmm. it's not that simple. It's not just A to B, B to B. Um, some of it just, 
uh, are tools that you kind of have to put together. More like Legos, I guess. It's more like Lego pieces. Sometimes I, you need a four-piece. Sometimes you need a two-piece. And how do you put it together? You can build a tower out of all fours, or you can build a tower out of all little two-pieces. These are fucking banging analogies. <laughs> These are banging analogies. But sometimes you need the two and the four to build a certain thing, where a wrench only does one thing, you know? The best training system is somewhat modular, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, like you said, it, it adapts over time. It adapts to your current phase. It adapts... Um, to your personality, not mm-hmm. only to your body, because that's another thing. Everything's here a snowflake, but like most of it has to do with adherence um, rather than like, oh, my, my biceps really do well to, to force. Sets of force, my biceps. Like, no, dude, our, our biceps tissue, like, yeah. Some how us, would you ever know? Yeah, our genetic makeup is slightly different. Our muscle fiber makeup is slightly different, but you're, it's not going to be like that. Get any questions, you little nerds in chat? That's How's everybody holding up? There's a question. Okay, Prophet's got a question for Jim. Yep. Oh, Prophet, you're stupid, dude. He said, I already know his answer, Prof. He said, dogs or cats? Oh, dogs. Professor Lefter is my boy Prophet, is the only human on earth. I, I understand that if people, <laughs> I understand people are like scared of dogs, yeah. fearful. Yeah. I understand if people don't love animals, like, nah, they're kind of hairy, they're kind of dirty. Mm-hmm. I don't want like one in my house. But I'm, I was shopping for a dog live on Twitch. And I pulled up the cutest dogs you've ever seen in your life. And Professor Lefter said, you. Oh, he's not a dog person? No, but like, no, there's no such, that's what I'm saying. Like, you cannot be a dog person and not like be like El Diablo's kid. Like, this, that's, that, you're evil. <laughs> if you look at that cute little puppy, look, and if you guys want to get like deep, I was mauled by a dog when I was in fourth grade. Like I had 22 stitches in my face. Oh my God. It bit me twice. This wrinkle on my nose, scar, scar, scar. They're all mostly in my beard, but it bit me here. And then it bit me here. 22 stitches. And I still, I like dogs. Yeah. Like I'm, I know how to treat them. I was super precautious. I watched some videos. I read some books. Like I know how to, you know, read a dog, talk to a dog, et cetera, et cetera. But man, how do you hate a dog? Uh, this was on. Yeah. Show that to Profit. He'll ew it. I don't know how you can show it to him. He'll ew it. I don't know how to give it to you. He'll ew it. He's, oh, that one? Can you see you it? got it? He'll ew that thing. That is a, that is a puppy that is half Labrador. And half golden retriever. That's got to be one of the cutest things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's just saying the cute. And then his personality is even cuter. But some <clears> humans <throat> out there, and I get it. You know, like I don't like uh, I don't like a lot of foods that people like, and so people judge me for that. Yeah, I get it. I don't like mayonnaise. People are like mayonnaise is so good. Put that on your sandwich. Or I don't like. Uh, I'm a taker lever on on mayonnaise. I don't like cream cheese. I don't people, like. Oh, like cream cheese. Yeah, see, see, <laughs> see the reaction. Oh people like cream cheese on a bagel. That's you're it, missing Andrew, out. Andrew show. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. I don't like these things. What do you so, want on your bagel? Like butter or uh, butter, uh, plain or oh. peanut butter? Oh. Peanut butter is a hit. Mm. I'm okay with peanut butter, but it's it, it can be the whole thing can be very dry. It depends on the on the bagel. Yeah, I bagels for some reason are they the king of breads? <laughs> They're so good. good. I, don't know, I think sourdough is the king. Sour, of bread. Sourdough is really good. But me and Connor actually went over this lately. A a sandwich sliced sourdough sometimes doesn't do it. Oh no! Well, you know, if you get sourdough from from a place like like Seattle or from San Francisco, or whatever, they're yeah. super sour. But and that's I feel good. like with a sourdough loaf, you have to rip it. Yeah. 
the clean cut. I don't know. We had a sa- we had a sandwich sliced sourdough. We might still have it at the house, and and it was very like meh. Take it or leave it. Yeah, it can be it can be a little boring. And bagels obviously can be can be you know stale, uh, not that flavorful. Mm-hmm. You could burn those suckers. But a bagel, like a bagel sandwich, bagel with cream cheese, might I say, or peanut butter, or just by itself, just a toasted, so good. Or nutty bread, like a whole oat, like a Dave's Killer bread kind of bread. Yeah, that's not bad. But I was thinking even more like like you go to a bakery and. Seattle, oh, yeah, yeah, and you yeah. just get some, just like got a, some like a nuts. walnut, yeah, all bread. that, yeah, the little seeds on there, a walnut sourdough. That'll that kills. I, I agree. My boy Chili in here, and he's a big boy, big old football player. Shout out to him. He's going to Ithaca to play football. The bagel, the most versatile. It might, it might be the most versatile. It's pretty, yeah. Well, you can make a sandwich out of it. It, it delicious sandwich. Um, I would prefer a bagel sandwich over a croissant sandwich any I think day. I might say this one, and might, we might get some heat here. The croissants are kind of overrated. Ugh, you haven't had good croissants. I've had a though. good one. I've, I've had I've had some. You know, there. Are, I'm not saying I don't want it, but I feel like I'm a texture guy, and it's kind of like a good one. I feel like has a cotton candy texture. To, uh, outside crunchy. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's Inside. like kind of dissolvey. Yeah, I don't want that. I need some meat. I I I love them, but I, I've had any number of bad ones because I will I will try them. It's like, you, well, that one looks good. I'll give it a shot, and then I don't know. I or chocolate in them. I don't know if I get that. I mean, I, I will eat those. Connor's not in his head. I'm not. Look, look. Let's rewind this thing. Uh, if there's a platter of croissants at the beginning of this podcast, they're no longer going to be here at the end of yeah, the podcast. I'm yeah. I'm eating all this, but the, you know, you need a hierarchy of these things i made crackers twice last week i just like to say that i i I got made very plain crackers that didn't really do anything for me and they were way way a lot of work and then i got a recipe for uh uh rosemary crackers yeah that took me the whole thing was 20 minutes oh that's kind of nice including the baking i have some like psychopathic uh, tendencies i think not necessarily how i treat humans or society but mostly in my food tastes and uh i could eat just regular crackers with nothing on it Probably for three hours straight. Well, see, that's a, a thing about making crackers is that you're only ever making so many. So oh, that's true. It's it's fewer than a box. Yeah, anything is fewer than a box. And if, so, if you get nuts and just really go for it, today we're recording this on 420, and so I'm sure that people are eating chips and crackers. Yeah, and just, kids, be safe out there. You. Yeah. Well, what I don't get, we can switch topics here. We're just <laughs> wilding. Uh, why does 420 have a holiday? And I've heard uh, multiple stories, but I don't know if any of them are true. Oh, there's there is a story. I don't know. I don't know it, but there is a story. I've heard it. Like, there's no beer holiday. I guess there's a uh, Oktoberfest. I just think it's is kind of a beer holiday. Even I if you, say. I guess you just a have schnitzel to schnitzel holiday and a pretzel holiday. And a, I guess if you have to relate things, right? You relate marijuana to the alcohol industry, just because you know, at least in California, they're treated very similar now. Mm. I just don't know if there's a. And I, I'm all for it. I'm all for you doing what makes you happy in moderation that doesn't hurt anyone else. But, and maybe this is the old school Mike and me or the fuddy-duddy Mike and me. I don't think there needs to be a holiday for these things. Like whoever, whatever stoner ass is listening to this right now, you don't need a holiday to smoke. You're smoking every fucking day. That's true. Uh, like you need to celebrate it all of a sudden? Yeah, the Oxford Dictionary says that uh, it started in the 70s, 420, 
apparently coined as a code word by high school students in San Rafael in 1971. San Rafael, that is, you know, Bay Area, about an hour from here, a little more from here, a little more than an hour from here, with reference to 4:20 p.m., the time that they regularly met to try or to to locate an unattended plot of cannabis plants. Yeah, I just don't get it. How f- how 420 became weed day. I mean, it's obviously it's not a national holiday, but it's certainly No, it basically let's is. say it's celebrated though. I heard I heard the mayor of San Francisco was making a Oh, oh, oh. Oh, hello. Oh, hey. There we go. We I heard the it. mayor of San Francisco was um announced like don't come here. Like if she has to address it, that's pretty <laughs> official to me, right? Yeah. She said like cuz everyone goes to was it Hippie Hill or is that Santa Cruz? Oh, that's Santa Cruz, I think. There's what's the big park? The Full House Park. Oh, uh, the Full House Park is not Golden Gate Park. The no. Full House Park is. Uh, it's more in. It's um, uh, whatever they pa- all, Palace Fine Arts. Uh, uh, maybe, yeah. and they all just go there and smoke pot. Yeah, that by the lake there. But I, there, I get that it. reflecting pool. Oh, oh, we got another story here. No, it's older than that. They say the original bill that passed medical marijuana in California was called the 420 bill, but that's not what caused 420. That was based on 420. Yeah, that's 420 is before that. <clears throat> they also no, try to I, say it I was. I think it's the opposite. I think it's the opposite. I'm pretty sure 420 was a thing well before um, medical marijuana. I'm pretty sure 420 has been a thing. Oh yeah, since the 70s. Well, yeah, this forever. is the 70s, 71. Yeah. But when was medical marijuana? 90s. Uh, that it started? Yeah, like legally, the bill. Depends on where you are. We should have done know. a 420 episode. I'm an idiot. We should have just called some stoners. <clears throat> we still could. Yeah, we could. <laughs> I don't know that many. I don't know me either. I don't know that many. I don't know many people who smoke smoke either. I, I mean, think, I know I know more edible yeah. people, but that's oh, just my yeah. that's my age group, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I guess somebody like in the industry would be, you know, like yeah. a, there was a guy that used to work at the store over here who um, I've probably been eight, at least six or eight years ago now. Uh, he told me one day, I was like, "Yeah, this is like my last day." It's like, "Oh, like what are you gonna do?" He's like, "Ah, uh, I'm." Uh, there's no testing for foreign substances in mar- medical marijuana and so I'm going to a company that is trying to establish that. So they test for like mold and spores oh. and all that kind of stuff and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. pesticides and yeah, yeah, yeah. all that business. Yeah, it's semi-unregulated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we need Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg would be a great guest right now. <clears throat> I don't have his number. Oh. I, I, You know, I got a new phone and I lost You never know. Somewhere. You never know like if I DM that dude he may answer. You just never know. Some people I feel like are in the DMs a lot, you know? And some people are not. I feel like uh, uh, Snoop Marcia, Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg are on a, uh, a Zoom chat right now. Probably. Smoking it up. Yeah, that's kind of weird, right? Because it's not legal wherever she is. I don't know. Where is she, Connecticut or something? It could be. I don't know where it's. Where is legal? Where is weed legal? Not that many places. Denver or Colorado, Washington, Oregon, us. I don't I even think th- it's actually more than half the country now. Uh, medically, right? Not recreationally. Yeah. Where is Martha's going to tell me she's doing it for medical reasons? Come on, Martha. Okay, here's. Come on, Martha. Here's the, the poop right here. So it is legalized in Oregon, Washington, California, Nevada, oh, Nevada, Alaska, Alaska, Colorado, Colorado. Illinois, Illinois, Michigan. 
uh, recreationally in Michigan. Yeah, Vermont. That kind of blows my mind, to be honest. Massachusetts. Boston, I knew that. Maine. And then it is... Not Hawaii. Oh, uh, Hawaii is uh, mixed. They are, it's decriminalized and medical is uh, You would think Hawaii would lead the way, bruv. So that's... Bra. <clears throat> I got my wrong bro term. So, so medical and decriminalized, we're seeing, uh, like I said, Hawaii, North Dakota, Minnesota, New Mexico, Missouri, Ohio. Florida's decriminalized, not legal. New York, uh, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Connecticut. Connecticut. Where's Delaware. Ben and Jerry? Vermont. And it's legal. Maryland. And then medical, just medical, is a shade of green that I don't recognize on here. I don't know. And then decriminalized. It's fully illegal. It's easier to say where it's fully illegal, which is to say Idaho, Wyoming, South Dakota, Kansas, Tennessee, Alabama, South Carolina. Yeah. I don't understand. I never understood why it was why it was illegal in the first place. I've heard the story goes something about uh, newspapers, paper, yeah, I mean, and William uh, Randolph Hearst, yeah, and uh, because he bought a bunch of forest land yeah. to make newspapers, and then it turned out that hemp makes better paper, cheaper newspaper, and he didn't really want to. Yeah, but that's a different that, plant so. completely, right? Uh, yeah. Or not completely, but a different like, yeah. strain. Different like, strain. Like there's apple trees that don't have apples on them kind of deal. Yeah, like mock apples. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be legal everywhere. I I, I wonder what the root, like, there are probably numbers on the, uh, how well we've done tax-wise from it. Not as well as expected because we still have such a hardy black market in yeah. California. Yeah. Like we're going to have to We're the capital it. of marijuana. We're gonna have to crack down more on yeah. on the the black market before the tax projections really hit the way they're supposed to. There's a good uh, documentary. What's it called? Murder Mountain. Murder Mountain. That sounds familiar. Amazon yeah. Prime, I believe, and they kind of talk about that. I think they follow one dude who gets lost up there, and then um, Humboldt County. For those that don't know, which is pretty actual miles, very close to us. It takes a little bit longer to get there because of the freeways. Mm-hmm. Um. There's a lot of marijuana. Uh, I've heard numbers like 70% of America's marijuana comes from there. There's And it, it, it's so so much of a black market. There. Yeah. Well, that's where it all was yeah, for yeah. years. It's been there since the 80s and 90s, I've heard. And, and this documentary, I think, states that um, it basically became the marijuana capital simply because it was isolated, hard to get to, and a lot of forest around. It's kind of the, the Redwoods, for those that know, like mm-hmm. the famous Redwoods. It's kind of out in there. A lot of movies were filmed up there, like Jurassic Parks and the Star Wars, um, the scene with the Ewoks, like those kind of trees those kind of vibes that was in northern california and so people go um up there and so the documentary goes into part of the legalization and and when these guys uh they interview a couple of the the big uh, crop owners um and who's going to legalize try to make it real and and some of them are just like no we're not gonna we've been doing it this way forever and we're not going to do it anymore man i get it you know Mm -hmm. you feel like you, you you're taking they're taking your livelihood away but what you've been doing is illegal. You've been doing yeah. it illegally. It's it's like moonshine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've been doing it for years. And so, like, come on, man. Like, the rest of us are paying taxes. Like, why don't you pay some taxes? Yeah. 
You're making a lot of money, I bet. So you're, you're, for the most part, driving on roads when you, when yeah. you go. Yeah, you're screwing the rest of us. Yeah. It's not like the government's screwing you. Like, yeah. yeah, you can see, I see that, but you're screwing the rest of us who are paying taxes. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're customers. Yeah. Well, well, not any- me, you know. I'm not buying illegal marijuana, but you know what I'm saying. We got any more questions here? The Emerald Triangle. No, they're just rantling about marijuana now. These are just a bunch of nerds out here. We got deep into the marijuana. It's good. The 420 episode, I didn't even think about it. You don't have to answer it, but Professor wants to know your experiences with marijuana. <laughs> um, hemp is the most 50% facts episode there can be. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Hemp has no THC. Yeah, I know. That's what I said. I said yeah. it's a different plant, bro. It's a different Come plant. Come on, man. We're yeah. right. Look, I, just because we dumb ourselves down. Look, <laughs> there's some comments going on the internet, and people are like, Mike doesn't know anything about these conversations. I'm asking questions and speaking about things to be entertaining. I'm not sitting up here reading from a script from an essay that I wrote myself last night that you guys are maybe used to listening to newscasts. 50% facts is a joke. More than half of the guests we had on here, okay, more than half of the topics we covered on here, Jim and I could probably answer pretty damn good ourselves. Mm -hmm. Not saying I play stupid. But I'm answering questions or saying things in a ways to either be entertaining or throw a little underhand pitch alley-oop to our guests so they can dunk it. We have guests on here because they are knowledgeable, and a lot of them are more knowledgeable than me. But that doesn't mean I can't answer the questions, right? When we're talking about, like, fitness equipment, I understand a lot about <laughs> fitness equipment. I'm just not talking about it. And I'm not going to just go out there. I'm not a marijuana expert, but I'm not going to go out there and just state facts either. The difference is when you're over here in internet land and you're just typing away with a profile with no picture, opposed to someone who's on camera and getting thousands of ears listening to you i like to be kind of in this neutral zone where i don't just say like 100 percent marijuana is illegal because of racism 100 percent marijuana is illegal because this dude wanted to start a newspaper you just kind of have conversation you let it flow you mention some things i'm not saying that i know or do not know that hemp has thc in it because i don't i've never grown marijuana I'm never going to grow marijuana. I've never grown hemp. I'm never going to grow hemp. So, no, I'm not a hemp expert. But it doesn't mean I'm an idiot, you know? All right? Put that put that on rewind. Listen to it again. Once you get to this part, do it one more time. Some Someone on, on YouTube upset Mike, I think is what, what we're saying here. Um, but, yeah, no, okay, so back to... Uh, uh, back to the question in high school yeah <laughs> like in and then like my second year of college i was at um i was at long beach state yeah technically well it's sort of my th- second or third. i went to five schools undergraduate i was i was i was a vagabond in terms of my my bachelor's degree and uh for a while my roommate and i had a couple extra roommates that were part of his band they were also um, members of, uh, uh, or students at, at Long Beach State. And uh, one of them typically paid in weed. So, yeah. Gotcha. And then I got to be about 23. And I was like, nope, I'm just, I'm just like done. Yeah. I'm just done. I, it made me paranoid after a while. And it's like, it wasn't the point that it's, stopped being a good feeling yeah yeah and i feel like alcohol gets like that too for a lot of people it, yeah i can and and i will in in my age group i will say this in my age group it is very popular to use it for sleep sure and um i'm not going to say that i have not done that uh but those of us who who have done that 
do it in such a way that you never you never feel high. So because right. you're sleeping through it. So right. Those of us who experience anxiety, yeah, have been known to use it that way. Something I do know nothing about because there's not like a lot of research on it too. Besides just like influencers spitting you guys a bunch of trash is CBD, and it does interest me. It, it highly interests me. I, I, I wish I wish people would do some research or we could figure some things out. Um, obviously, there's a bunch of people spewing a bunch of garbage, and when 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 they give you one one item supplement that gives you uh, results from back pain to anxiety to it's a lot uh, sleep to when when something one thing fixes a cure-all it's probably not right working is probably more marketing but i do think there's probably some applications for cbd in in some people's lives and i and i I would be interested i don't think it cures anxiety that just doesn't really like it, it doesn't like comprehend to me now that i know more about anxiety obviously going to like specific therapy for anxiety mm-hmm. like it just doesn't comprehend how that works because it's all like a thought process it's all like ingrained in you it's worries obviously mm-hmm. worries is the same word or fear is another word that's really what anxiety is um a fear of like expectation or a fear of the future so like how the hell is a, a, a substance going to fix that would a substance block your thought process yeah, it's called being drunk and you mm. can't, like that's not fixing issues, right? Mm-hmm. So to say like CBD cures anxiety or helps anxiety or just that's already like debunked in my head and I wish it would be dunk, be dunk, be debunked, debunked for y'all, um, be debunked uh, for y'all. You know what I mean? But like, it just doesn't make sense to me because then I could say the same thing like, yo, three shots of whiskey. Yeah. Cures, cures all anxiety cures depression yeah it cures your pickiness with good-looking humans you take mm-hmm. an ugly one after that beer goggles it takes away all your standards yeah it, it, it you forget your bank account it doesn't matter when you're broke three shots of whiskey takes away all anxiety of being broke yeah that's all true but you're gonna wake up tomorrow morning and all those things are gonna come right back yeah, right and so if right. cbd hypothetically does fix those things it's not it hypothetically masks those things which I don't believe that anyways, but it's never going to fix it. There's no way to fix that. Yeah. Well, there I, is ways, but it's not through that. It's through internal work. I've said this for a long time. People get all mad because they think I'm talking about vaccines. But when I'm saying you have, don't, don't look to external solves to fix an internal issue. Right. And I'm not saying vaccines and medications. Yeah, all those are great, but. Uh, I've tried to use CBD both topically and orally and i haven't seen that it ever did anything for me i don't know if i i don't know if you're supposed to use it more consistently than i ever did or whatever i had the same experience with kratom which i thought was just nothing literally nothing like maybe less than nothing (laughs) kratom is scary man first thing i never heard about kratom then i heard about kratom i googled that thing and just clicking on the websites and seeing how sketchy the websites are that talk about kratom Mm -hmm. i'm like "Ah, i don't know man and there was a time that we were without our um, that's what I'm looking for. Permission. Approvals. Approval. We were kind of forced into a position of doing some ads for for Kratom, and I didn't think it was, I mean, the money was fine, but, but I, I just wasn't down with it because I didn't think it really did anything, yeah. and I still don't. Yeah. I mean, it may do stuff. No, it does something, I think. Yeah, you you didn't feel anything. I think it does stuff, but I don't think it does good stuff. I, I just, I felt nothing. Absolutely nothing. I didn't even try it. It was too scared. completely, to me, completely useless. Too scared. Too too snake oily, and it, that's really the point. Like if you're like legitimate drugs, might work on more than one condition, 
like you sure. know ones that go through FDA approval process and all that stuff. They may work on more than one thing, some an off-label use or even on an on-label use where yes, it does this thing, but because it does this thing this way, then it'll solve another problem. Right. Or but, cause another problem. Or cause another problem. So that's yeah. the other thing with all these miracles, right? They never talk about negative results. How many medication commercials have we seen? And the last 15 minutes is the fastest talking human on the planet. <laughs> it's Twista, the rapper. And it's Eminem, and he's going nuts <laughs> about- V digs. Yeah, about all the <laughs> negative side effects, right? Yeah. How many negative side effects have they mentioned about CBD? I haven't heard any. Right. So if something's going to fix something, uh, whether it be epilepsy or diabetes or blood pressure or, or real depression, mm-hmm. all of those medications that actually do either mask, we could use whatever word you want, let's not hop into semantics, mask, mask or fix these real issues have triple the amount of possible negatives. Because anything that shows, <laughs> anything that really works has repercussions in life. Yeah. Your words, if you have real meaningful words, are going to have yeah. repercussions. Your medications, your actions, your exercise, your diet. If you're really in these things, now you're going to have some issues. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck you and your CBD. <laughs> uh, what else? Yeah, chat saying uh, a couple people, I, I use some alcohol, help uh, to, to, to deal with my anxiety, and it just made it worse. Yeah, because you're just masking things. Alcohol. What? Even though they don't really say alcohol fixes anything, loads of repercussions. The basic one, hangover, dehydration, lack of sleep, right? Lack of rest. Anything, anything you put in your body that has a real effect is going to have possible effects that you don't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or no, or it's true. all it's all placebo. Not, no, there's no miracle pill that just only does good. Yeah, uh, people get side effects from placebos, which is crazy. But <laughs> the human mind is complex. Yeah, the for sure. The human mind is complex. I don't know what else we got. Dan's still in chat. What's up, little bunny? Uh, but what about people that don't experience the hangover dehydration and then just develop ten- dependencies? Um, I I I think people. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Yeah, but uh, I'd imagine people that don't um, have hangovers, quote unquote, are just uh, uh, not reacting to them, <laughs> right? Like it, it might not feel as bad as other people, or it might just be more uh, numbed sensation, or Maybe they, they just feel like shit all the time, <laughs> right? Or they just begin to drink again. I don't think, um, and that's the dependency, right? Is like they start to drink again to get rid of the hangover, and they're on a constant buzz i don't think that there's a human that could drink a bunch of alcohol and not like get dehydrated I, I think it's physiologically impossible i at some point figured out like kind of how to drink to the point that i don't get hangovers for the most part and i don't but i don't drink a ton either but but it, it also kind of depends like i um IPAs right now will give me a headache. Yeah, I've been. Uh, yeah, I, I, I get hungover over one beer sometimes, and then sometimes I'll have like five whiskeys, not feel at all, or five beers, and I feel. Yeah, like, yeah, it's all just random. I think uh, for me at least. Um, so what you're saying is a miracle drug seems to seems authentic. Leave out the marketing and speak on pure results. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's the goal with everything. I, look, I'm huge into marketing. I love business. I like marketing. Um, and I've talked about this multiple times. I, I think I'm huge about money. I, lo- I love making money. I love building businesses. I love building communities. I'm not going to lie and say I don't like making money. I like nice things. Um, and I, I like a certain lifestyle. But I think you can do that while still not lying. And you can be very marketable while still not lying and, mm-hmm. and believing the product and building a product or a company that you truly believe in. Um, 
there's a lot of ways to make money. And I just choose to only pick ones that I truly believe in. And if you truly believe in what you're doing, then the marketing solves itself. I never have to lie. It's that simple. You never have to lie. What do you guys feel about the people that praise fitness, health, and wealth on the backside of personally abused alcohol and drugs um, for the cloud? Uh, I think that's everybody probably. Um, I think I think most people that are probably so deep into things are either lying to themselves and not that deep into it. Um, I've had these conversations a lot. The first, it sounds like kind of psycho, will go deep into my brain. The first reason I, I really went into therapy this last year is because I started to look at myself and I related a lot to a lot of these people you hear with issues. Um, I related, related a lot to like a Robin Williams or um, like a, like an unscratchable itch, like a Michael Jordan or something. Mm. And I, I felt so similar to how they speak. Um, I've always talked about having a chip on my shoulder, but I don't have like the typical reasons to. It's not like my dad left me or it's not like I, you know, I had all these issues. But I don't have a good way to cope. I don't have a cope. Let's not even say a good way. Where you hear these people, right? They're sadly abusers or mm-hmm. they're alcoholics or they're, they're high all the time. I was like, I have nothing. Like I numb my brain a little bit with video games probably or maybe I'll get a little extra lazy and eat some ice cream and lay on the couch for a couple hours. But those are like fairly normal human behaviors. I, I didn't have a cope and I'm like, something is probably going to explode in a couple of years if I don't handle this. Like I need to find this fix with my anxiety and kind of depression and, 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 and it was counterbalanced by this just urge and 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 unquenchable thirst to be better um and you know sadly robin williams took his life and these just these things got really dark Mm. these things got really dark and 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 everyone has these answers drugs you hear uh prince or michael jackson or whatever i'm like fuck i'm fucked up i need to find some shit um I don't know. I don't know where I was going. But point is, I think most people that get to some kind of level in life that our society has deemed to be um, cool, The Rock, Tom Cruise, big YouTube stars, podcast people, fitness personalities, whatever it might be, um, have some either borderline or extreme uh, personality disorders. And when you have those, I think um, they're not self-aware. I think you really dive into um, alcoholism steroid abuse um anorexia um image issues obviously mm-hmm. uh ego issues obviously um and it's very common in the fitness industry i believe because of 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 how intuitively uh uh selfish it is whether you're a bodybuilder and you're and maybe you're doing it for internal reasons bodybuilding i think can be really healthy in a way you're really self-aware mm-hmm. Or it's an image thing and you're just trying to look the best, feel the best, be number one. Um, powerlifting, same thing. I think there's some people that take it really healthy and, and I'm improving myself and I'm taking this discipline and I'm translating it to other things in my life. Um, but sometimes it's selfish to prove you're the best, to put the spotlight on me, right? Opposed to other team sports where you just hear stories and obviously this is all from me viewing in. I'm not in the locker room with Kobe Bryant and I'm not in the locker room with Tom Brady and I'm not in the locker room or the heads of powerlifters or bodybuilders. This is 100% observational. Um, but there are a lot more narcissistic reasons to hop into fitness, to hop into YouTube, to hop into Instagram in particular, I believe where you're just getting attention comments and love for, uh, the way you look really. Um, and it's such a selfish endeavor that I'm not surprised that so many of those people have some type of negative issue. <laughs> it's not normal. Mm-hmm. It's not normal to want to be 350 pounds with abs. It's not normal. 
and I'm not saying everyone that's that size or that big has issues. I'm sure there's some that are okay, but it's just not normal to even want that. Like why? What's the why to all this bullshit, right? And mm-hmm. Most people's why would tell you an unhealthy why, and we accept it as just it is. Like, yeah, I wanted attention. I got picked on as a kid. Like, that's not healthy. We have some things to unravel mm-hmm. here, right? Like, you got picked on as a kid, so now you want to be the biggest, baddest motherfucker on the planet? Like, that's not a healthy mindset. How do we figure that out other ways? And I, I'm obviously a big proponent for, for therapy and even just meditation and being self-aware, but I think alcoholism drives into that. Like, why, 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 why do you have this hunger to, to get attention? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm not getting the attention I want, so I'm drinking whiskey every night or I'm smoking pot every night or whatever it might be. Um, obviously, Dan, your question goes uh, way deeper than a lot of things, but it's obviously unhealthy. I think most you can break everything down to self-awareness and wanting to truly improve rather than putting on a mask. I think most people put on a mask that they're improving or put a mask on that they're self-aware, but people aren't really working on themselves. Um, and it's hard to talk about these things without sounding like a guru because uh, these people are so good at marketing. They've twisted this whole industry mm-hmm. and sounding like they're authentic and sounding like they're true selves. And they use terms like this to make it sound like they're actually paying attention. Um, but how many of those people have actually gone to therapy? How many of those people actually meditate and try to improve themselves or just talk about this stuff? And so that's where the difference lies for me. I just want to take um, a little bit of the mental health thing and spin it around this um time of lockdown, quarantine, shelter in place, whatever you want to call it. I've seen a lot of um, uh, shared memes about like, if you don't come out of this with a new skill or a new whatever, 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 that you should feel bad about yourself and that it was always not not because you had time, but because yeah, you're you just lack, lazy. Yeah, yeah, you lazy, you lack motiva- motivation. I don't subscribe to that um, that philosophy. I think that yeah, it, it is an opportunity to to um, to learn things, do things, whatever. If you are so motivated to do those things, and uh, at the same time, if you don't, and and the best you could do every day is make it through that day, because you're you're anxious you're you're you feel alone you've got you know i really really don't understand how people who are entirely alone like live alone yeah and, and don't interact with people i don't know how they survive that to tell you the truth yeah I, 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 yeah i feel so bad for my moms um but if you come th- through the other end of this and you're just you're not tremendously more damaged than everybody around you about what what happened i think you did pretty well i think you need to like you know back off on yourself a little bit and and not because the the thing is that if you if you hold yourself to an unattainable standard basically unattainable meaning like what is your life normally like right then you just create a situation of of personal dissatisfaction and guilt that turns into a downward spiral don't do that celebrate the things that you can do that you can accomplish and if if you end up down a, a rabbit hole of learning something or 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 trying something new that you haven't done before that is awesome that's a bonus that's yeah. the bonus like not everybody's going to shoot for the bonus yeah you, uh, you said exactly uh having these expectations of perfectionism is unattainable and that's why we aim for them and that's why society's a little skewed here at least in america of of what is successful what is good what is beauty what is cool and so if you always see that you're never going to reach that you're never going to feel satisfied you're the one that's going to be fucked up like i said and then you're going to end up going somewhere else because you're going to so full of anxiety and worry mm-hmm. of not reaching these goals and for you to portray that on everybody if you have a public influence i think is irresponsible as well um it's part of the problem um, it's part of the, the bigger issue of what we have. Now, personally, I do 
obviously I have that issue. I've been in therapy for it. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a perfectionist mindset. And when people think perfection, they think, oh, you're spending uh, five hours on a one hour essay. Well, like that's not necessarily true. That's one like form of perfectionism. Perfectionism more is, has to do with kind of your expectations of yourself and what you see yourself doing. Um, and, and some of the work can be in your brain, not all the work. Cause I always thought I grew up thinking per- perfectionism means the kid that, you know, I, I took an essay and I wrote it pretty good in an hour and that kid spent 24 hours on it, right? They're freaking out about every single period. Um, but that's only one form of it. Some of it's all internal. But I do walk the line with you. I agree with you 100%. It's clearly unhealthy. The issue is just because it's this thing's so complex because we're talking about human behavior and human psyche is that some people then go the other way and use it as an excuse. Mm-hmm. Like, well, this is also not an excuse just to be a big, fat, lazy fuck. Because some people are just being a lazy mm-hmm. fuck, right? Like you said, I think you be as normal as you can. You find a new normalcy because our worlds are different right now. Mm-hmm. Our days are different right now. So you have to find that new normalcy. Um, and yeah, if you if it's been a lifelong goal to learn Spanish, maybe you do have two hours to learn Spanish. Okay, go ahead. But I don't want to learn Spanish. And for you to project onto me that I'm being lazy if I don't learn Spanish right now, <laughs> like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Like, I don't want to learn Spanish. Fuck you. I don't want to get more mobile and, and do yoga. Fuck you. I don't want to reorganize my kitchen. Yeah. Now, if you let your house just become a mess because you're just being lazy because you can't go mm-hmm. outside, well, then go for a walk, come back home, clean your damn house, stop being a mess, right? It is a balancing. And the issue is, is it's so person to person because it's the, it's the internal conversations that dictate what is healthy for you. Yeah. And that's the issue here. Yeah. That's the issue with the the intuitive eating. That's the issue with flexible dieting. That's the issue with working out as opposed to being a, a addicted to exercise. Mm-hmm. Is it's the actual internal conversations which none of us see or know, and some of it will represent itself in physical nature, right? We can sometimes see when someone has an eating disorder. Yep. We can sometimes see when someone's addicted to steroids or bench pressing, um, but it's the internal conversation that's happening which we cannot judge. We're not. Psychiatrists, mm-hmm. um, and even a psychiatrist won't judge until a lengthy of of meetings with this person. Mm-hmm. Right? They need multiple meetings to really be able to judge and see what that internal conversation is to decide what's healthy. Because if your internal conversation is like "fuck it, Ben and Jerry's," I'm going to watch Avengers eight times in a row. Maybe you're you do need to go learn Spanish, <laughs> right? But if you're someone who like me, you need to learn how to kind of unplug and be like, "All right, you know, me and Jim had some cool projects on the way." Can't do it. Me just freaking the fuck out and punching a, a hole in my wall is not going to help me build this project. Okay. I Twitch stream. All right. I'm going to Twitch stream a couple more hours today. Okay. Uh, okay. I got a little weird with my food. I was eating a lot of DoorDash. Let's pump the brakes, Mikey. And I'm going to go to the grocery store and I'm gonna cook a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cook just a little bit more than normal. Okay, Mikey, you haven't seen the sun in seven days. Let's just go for a little <laughs> bike ride. Let's just go for a little bike ride, right? It's and, and, and that's what the self-awareness comes to play, which, man, I would love a way to be able to quantify how many people are un, unaware. Yeah. I, I don't think we could, but, man, I'm, I used to think it's like 50%, 50%. I think like 80% of the world's just autopilot. Yeah. They're just fucking autopiloting. I think a thing about perfectionism, too, is not that people um, – don't perform something in the way that meets the standards in their head. I think that largely it means that people never start because they either, they think they, they won't be able to execute something the way they want to, the way they see it in their head or they um, uh, are just too intimidated to ever start. I I don't know. My, my problem with perfectionism is being, 
letting perfect be the enemy of the good, getting something done. Like here's an example, and uh, and you can take from it whatever you want. Uh, in the probably early '80s, this house when I did I did not own it then. Uh, they wiped out the garage and there is literally like 18 inches of garage space because the code says that unless you're going to take the door out, you have to leave, uh, you have to leave 18 inches. I don't know what, what's behind that, but that's, that's life. So, uh, we've been in this house for 20 years and that area has never been well organized because I had a vision in my mind of the way that it should work. And like, I wanted to replace the doors. I wanted to get like carriage style doors so you could like access the whole thing yeah, yeah. and just like drywall up the, you know, the inside so it's better insulated for the for the laundry room that's on the other side of it and store things in there so that they don't like lawn stuff so that it'd be easier to get to or whatever. And then a couple of years ago, my my uh, wife and I bought a uh, hybrid car for her, like a plug-in hybrid. And so that's where the plug is. And you have to like open the garage sure. door and all that stuff. And it is, is, it really was a nightmare. There was just a lot of junk in there. And then like when we had the, that area remodeled like 11 years ago, shit got thrown in there. It was, it got, it got worse and not better on that side. And finally yesterday I was like, fuck it. I just need to deal with this thing in the way that I can deal with it right now. Like this is, this is, as much as I can do, I'm going to use the materials that I have here because yeah, yeah. I don't want to go to Home Depot. I'm going to like organize things the best I possibly can. I'm just going to clean it out because I have an oak tree in my front yard. Leaves blow in there all the time. They blow in under the seal, whatever. So I did that. It took a few hours. I had to get some help from my from my son, and and it is considerably better. I'm much happier. Yeah, with yeah. It. Is, is it, it ex- a perfect garage? No. Right. It is not exactly yeah. what I had in mind at all. Right. It is it is a super cheap version, but is it functional? Absolutely. Yeah. And do I feel good about having done it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Tremendously. Yeah. And I would go and sit out there and stand and look at it, you know, and and try to turn off the part of my head that says, "Oh, it should have been like this or should have been like that or whatever." It's like, "No, this is what we're doing right now." And we made it better. It's not perfect, but it's better and you can feel comfortable about better. You can feel yeah, okay yeah. with better, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. A little bit better is better than a little yeah. bit worse. Yeah, that's true. Or a lot worse. We're switching topics. You ready, Jim? We yep. got we got varying degrees of expertise in this one. <clears throat> okay, Mike. I got a first date in an hour. Oh, jeez. Taking a girl on a hike. How do I get rid of these nerves? So give me some different uh, conversation topics because I've talked to this girl over the phone for 10 hours. So we ran through some regular ones. Tips on the first date. So first off, Jim's married. He's been married for a very long time. Very, very long time. I'm a loser. I don't go on any dates, but I do think I'm a master craft at conversation and charisma, if I do say so myself. So uh, we do actually have a cool episode on dating um, yep. from maybe seven months ago or something. I don't really remember. And uh, there's some tips there that I think uh, are super applicable. And, and and there are things that the more I thought about the conversation we had um, with this dating expert... Um, that some people naturally do. Um, and one was when you're having a conversation with somebody new or you're trying to pick them up at a bar or whatever it might be or, or a first date where maybe you haven't met, 
don't turn that thing into an interview. Now, you want to show interest in, in mm-hmm. what they're doing, um, but even the experts said, and I find it the same, is like telling a story about yourself or something will start a conversation rather than, oh, what's your favorite color? Oh, you like red. What's your favorite food? Oh, you like burgers. Oh, uh, how many siblings do you have, right? This just turns into like an interview rather than like kind of telling some stories about yourself. Uh, yo, I, uh, th- this hike is really cool. I was born in Portland, Oregon, and there used to be this trail. And this one time mm. I went on this trail, there was this rattlesnake. And there was one time this rattlesnake, right? These conversations will more naturally flow. Uh, and shout out to Chad. A couple of people also said just like kind of be yourself and conversation will happen. I agree with that too. I think those are two keys. Having any kind of script or or, or, or premonition going into this thing is, is probably going to jack it up a little harder. And again, I am no expert in dating. I'm a big old loser that puts my face on the internet that does not go on dates. But um, I'm decent at conversation and, and talking to people. And even in an interview style, right, like we do here, yeah, we're asking questions to the expert. But it's often not just like, so what's the best squat rack? Mm-hmm. And then they answer. Because then, one, it's boring to hear. And two, you give them nothing to kind of punch off of. You need to give them some energy to punch off of. So if you guys go back, I just use the squat rack because we talked to Brian Campbell last week. You, you kind of lead in those questions, you know. Yeah, I think that um – adrenaline is going to give you extra energy in a conversation and it could possibly be that you're going to say something stupid yeah, it could be wish, good or bad. and wish that you hadn't said it, but it is completely okay to say, I don't know why I said that. Like, I, I like you and I'm a little bit nervous. It's, yeah. I think it's okay to say that you're a little bit nervous in, in, in talking to somebody. I mean, it's a little, it's flattering to yeah. have somebody say, you know, I, I like you enough that, that I'm a little adrenalated right now. Yeah. You're a real pretty goyle. I don't yeah. know what to say when now. Yeah. As long as you're not like pervy about it. I think yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. If you were talked anything. on the phone Just for don't, 10 hours. Yeah. Don't be pervy about anything. That's, that's. Yeah. If you're talked on the phone for 10 hours, you probably got a vibe of each other good enough. Like that's a good, good amount of talking and I think it'd be all right, buddy. Another thing that is that proves to be true, and I think that it may actually be in that episode, is that if you were involved in an activity, like hiking or yeah, whatever, yeah. something like that, it, that uh, the conversation flows better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's things that that's what, that's what I kind of meant. It's like you, you have things to relate to or right. stuff to going on or something that's going to happen. And, and also don't be scared of a little silence. It's okay if you're not talking the whole damn time either of you. It's all right. You're hiking. You're probably out of breath. You probably got some BO. You some trail mix. It's all right to just, you know, chew a little bit. BO is not the worst thing as long as it's not terrible BO. Pheromones are supposed to attract yeah, your natural exactly. mate. Exactly. I don't know. That's all I got. But yeah, you can go back and review those episodes. Uh, I can. I don't. I can't pull them up off the top of my head right now. Yeah. But hold on. But I think the I guest name was Trip. Uh, yeah. Trip and it's probably about seven months ago about dating. He's got some good tips in there. A lot of it was about like, uh, yeah, picking people up. But the general general conversation stuff, I think, has a lot of applicability to a lot of people. I'm gonna search right here and figure it out. We'll try to find it out. Oh, that's good. You washed your balls. That's good. That's a good. That's a, th- th- that's probably a good even non-date activity that we <clears> should <throat> probably. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I don't know the number of the episode, but it's once you find women to talk to, what do you say with Trip Kramer of Trip, trip Advice? Trip Advice. Trip Advice. T R I P P. Trip Kramer. Advice. Easy. Talked about marijuana. Talked about daily undulating prioritization. We talked about if people are going to go to gyms. We talked about dating. We talked about 
how I don't play dumb, but you got to ask a goddamn question sometimes without just being a robot. <laughs> People piss me off sometimes. I, I think that I am a little bit more irritable. Again, not to like complain because we're all just like locking our house. Like my life hasn't changed, but I'm spending more time on the internet than I ever have. Yeah. Ever have. Like through Twitch and through podcasting. Even though you, you and I aren't podcasting an obsessive amount. We're podcasting the same, but it's just like all of it together. Like sometimes mm-hmm. we would do three episodes and then break. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it all together every single day. Uh, people's comments like I'm just, I, 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 my filter's gone I'm just biting people's heads off <laughs> someone says something and, and I just bit them off I say yeah bro like get out then like you don't want to be here get out you got something bad to say get out I just don't care anymore fuck them yeah they just and, and like a worst case you lose a follower like whatever dude he was rude and he comes into me real life like Mike you were really rude to me I was like well on my end you were really rude to me we ain't having it no more 2020 <laughs> you're a me so fuck out of here with your shit energy. I uh, I think that uh, the episode that we did, not the last one, but the one before, where we were, you know, honest about yeah our thoughts about some some stuff with somebody that we used to work with. I definitely lost followers over that, but you know what? Oh, I don't know if I did. I don't care. I'm pretty sure that I did, but I don't. I don't care. I care, but I don't care. No, I don't care. Because I don't. Because I'm comfortable with how we handled it. I'm comfortable with what we said. I'm, uh, you know, if yeah. you if you just flatly disagree with us and you don't want to listen to us because you disagree with us, well, that's on you and it's not on us. Yeah, yeah, and I do agree. If you just don't like me, you should probably not listen to the podcast. But if you're just not listening to the podcast because we have differing opinions, then you probably need to open your mind. And I know we joked about that argument many times. That's what a lot of kooks say when you don't agree with them. Oh well, you're not open minded. Well, I'm not <laughs> going there. I'm just saying like it is okay to listen to different people. My boy Chili's got a decent question to wrap it up in the gym stuff because we didn't talk about this necessarily. My boy Chili thinks that do you think there's going to be a massive resurgence in gyms after this, which is a possibility too. I, I think never that's about a that real too. possibility. I don't know. I think I think that that's true of a lot of things that um, may not be available. As soon as the restrictions started yeah. started to get lifted, I think that that there's going to be a period of time where people can't yet do the things that they that they used to do, yeah. but they have a little bit more freedom. And I think that that's going to build up, and and it's going to be like pent up demand for. I think there's a loose um, structure for the phases, and I think gyms are in like phase one or two of reopening. Well, largely because. Yeah, the owner of Equinox is a big supporter that. of the president. I so yeah, well, I was gonna say, and 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 it, I think it is. I, th- I see both sides, right? It's obviously a fucking petri dish in that thing, which probably isn't good. But if you're talking about the mental and physical mm. health of most people, mm. that's gonna help first, right? Like, you, what are you gonna do? Open Baskin Robbins, and all these people just gonna go eat ice cream, get fat? Like, going to a gym will help people feel a little bit more normal, mm-hmm. um, let out some of their energy and obviously help the, the, the physical aspect. So I think it's okay. But the Petri dish is wild. I didn't know the political, political issue, which just goes back to how sad our whole life is that everything's run by the media and politics, but we'll get in that to another time. I do think there'll be another resurgence. Um, I don't know if we talked about on air or off air, but there's some, uh, um, boutiques and, and streetwear companies that are, I believe are American but have satellite stores in China and as soon as a lot of the things were um, the the lockdown stuffs were were taken away um, these boutiques and places had, had record breaking sales so mm-hmm. um, although people maybe I don't know their financial situation right because their country is a little bit set up differently than ours so I don't know the average person there and how bad they're struggling with employment compared to an American but I think people are going to itch for some normalcy and itch for some splurging whether you know that's a little uh, retail therapy or, or the gym or 
basketball courts outside. Or I, I do think people are going to flood out in, in hopefully positive ways. Um, this is purely anecdotal, anecdotal but um, people who are doing actually well online during this, um, my uh, one of my brothers-in-law, my brother-in-law Chris, he owns, uh, basically he's the handcuff king of the internet. I've mentioned yeah. this before, discounthandcuffs.com. There you go, you freaks. We talked to him uh, yesterday and actually last weekend too. We've been trying to do like a weekly, you know, different combination of, of, of family members um, um, Zoom meeting. And he said that they are going gangbusters. They're going nuts. With like, kinky stuff? He doesn't know. Who uh, who knows exactly? But I mean, he's he's he sold from everyone from the federal government on one end to because he used to be the uh, I don't think he does it anymore, but he used to be the the restraint supplier for Guantanamo Bay, uh, all the way down to yeah fetishists and and yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. and uh, people a little sexually bored and frustrated at home. He said that uh, um, two things have really popped off. One of them is uh, they're called spit socks. And if you're... I've never seen Connor so interested. Basically, you put it over the head of someone who is, that you're trying to restrain so that oh, yeah. spit doesn't actually hit you. Yeah. It, if they it's spit, it's just inside their... Yeah. It's inside the... It's like a black hoodie. The, 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 yeah, I've essentially. Seen yeah. You've seen it. I never knew that was for spit, but... I just assumed it was just to disorientate and... Yeah, no, it's for spit. Um, the other thing is batons. Oh. Like like police style batons. They I should get one of those. Selling those out. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly what the context, I don't know why these things are so popular, but he also had a retail store and they closed the retail store clearly, but he's like, the retail store was so much um, of so much work on our part. Yeah, of course. And it was such a small percentage of, of the, the profits. Yeah. And, and Neiman Marcus, all these huge retailers that do online stuff, but a lot of them are just, yeah. Brick and mortar, they're all really struggling and, and are shopping. The malls may disappear. I think malls restaurants are already disappearing. Yeah, so. they they are. They for sure are. But you know, restaurants I get I get the novelty, mm-hmm. meeting friends, sitting out. I love I love restaurants, the vibe's cool. Movie theater, same thing. People talk, well, like, well, you can rent it at home. Like, I like going to a movie theater. I really enjoy yeah, that. I, do too. I enjoy that. Some people don't, but yeah, I enjoy that. Um gyms, I think are similar. I think these things are all very similar. Where there is a, a population that that yeah, you can do that at home. You mm-hmm. can do some push ups, you can go for a jog, but um the community, the vibe, the music, the the the, the process of going there, getting ready. Um, let alone the social aspect of making friends, movies, restaurants. I think there's some industries that will perhaps be adjusted, um, but I, I could easily see all shopping being online. And everyone's little argument's always been like, well, you don't know how it fits. Like, you just fucking, maybe they have free shipping. You send it back and they ship you the next size. Like, that's not that big of a deal. You know, there's, some people do like feeling the clothes. I get it. But I think that population is much smaller than those that enjoy a restaurant, a movie, a gym. I would bet that a lot of um, a lot of meetings, particularly meetings that are perf- performed on a weekly or monthly basis, like relative to to um, uh, business, are going to end up online. And, yeah. And instead of you know if it's a if it's a monthly meeting, you might meet in person once a quarter. Yeah. Because uh, it is so much more efficient to meet remotely. Yeah. In terms of. In terms of you know space, in terms of 
pollution in terms of time management because yeah. it, I mean if you just go and turn on a meeting right. you didn't you didn't your have phone to, your yeah, anything yeah. you didn't have to get dressed to to go there although yeah. I would wear clothes cuz that's always a good idea never know um, but you didn't have to drive you didn't have to park you didn't have to walk into wherever you know yeah 100%. It, it just it's it's tremendously more efficient if if uh um if that thing matters then uh then that's what's going to happen but but you can't lose the face to face thing altogether because there's still there's gonna be something yeah there's still like like you were saying energy getting yeah. energy from people that's it, it does scare me a little bit because all those things you said are positive you know the pollution the traffic mm-hmm. the this and that but like one thing, and I'm no psychologist, but one thing people talk about, whether it be mass shootings or drugs or the negative stuff hand, happening in America over the last, whatever, three decades, four decades, um, is lack of community. Mm-hmm. And the more we start to do, be forced to at this point, do mm-hmm. these things. Be isolated from each other. We already have a lack of community because everyone's so paranoid and so self-absorbed. I don't know my, I'm the same one. I'm not pointing to you. I'm pointing the finger right at me. I don't know any of my neighbors. I'll wave to them, but I don't mm-hmm. know them, right? You don't, whereas you probably growing up in the 80s, 90s, everybody, like even my, growing up where I went up, my parents knew all my neighbors. Mm-hmm. They were friends or they talked or they'd bring them coffee or whatever it might be. That's disappearing everywhere. Uh, work stuff starting to disappear. Uh, it's always disappeared for me because I worked alone basically, but you know what I mean? Like you have like a little office, mm-hmm. maybe a quadrant maybe you have a team there and you have community maybe pick up sports or whatever it might be you'd find your communities and it, yes you can get communities online and, and be a part of something mm-hmm. but it is different i think so um although there are plenty of benefits again going back to if there's benefits real benefits there's going to be real negatives um, and it is something i think we need to weigh out as as a society or or, or case by case basis it's funny that you should say um neighbors met the new neighbors across the street yesterday they haven't moved in yet um uh, husband and wife attorney two almost three kids and uh uh the guy is wearing an arnold shirt when i met him yesterday nice. so that's the thing one nice. Th- thing two he's he's jacked He's pretty jacked. And then he says in the course of conversation, like I was talking about the fact that I only have an 18 inch garage. Well, they have the full, you know, one car garage that was built in, into the house in the forties. And he's like, I can't put anything else in here. I'm just going to have a gym. Nice. <laughs> like, Oh, I'm probably going to know you. Yeah. Meathead name. Yeah. Yeah. My, my previous next door neighbor on this side, big gym guy, you know, yeah. whatever, you know, those things I'm a, Neighbors over here, I've never really talked to. Yeah, yeah. yeah even one of our neighbors, uh, I always seem like a rogue uh, fitness shirt. Yeah. I just, I'm too awkward to start a conversation. I'm, give him a little wave <laughs> head inside. <laughs> All right, shall we wrap this one up? Ladies and gentlemen on Twitch, streaming in live, appreciate you for hanging out. Uh, Thank you very much. This be is my, sure, my be first sure to... Twitch appearance. Although my, my grandson is playing Twitch right now, like right at this moment. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. in the afternoon, he's streaming a BMX game. So oh, that's cool. Um, check it out. Every Wednesday, brand new episode, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Uh, check it out, 50% Facts. I'm Salamike, 2Ks, Instagram, Twitter. You know where to find me. I am at the Jim McDan, all the social medias. You can follow this show on uh, Instagram and Twitter, 50% Facts, where percent is a word and 50 is just numbers. And we'll talk to you next week, probably with a guest next time.